everyone. This is Chris, a.k.a. Magoogs, a.k.a. Mac to the Gow, a.k.a. Chris. Today, we're going to take a quick break from Season 2 and present to you, as promised, the Season 1 review panel. We have PLL experts uh, Caroline and Emily returning. Uh, very thankful for their appearance. And a new expert who goes by the moniker AO3Expert. Now, for those of you in the know, you probably already know what her expertise is. Um, so just a quick content warning. Things are going to get a little spicy. We don't get into too much detail, but, you know, just a heads up. But yeah, we're going to get into season one uh, about each liar and some of my theories and hearing what my experts have to say, their input. Um, it's a lovely chat. It's a little bit longer than my usual episode. So just a heads up on that as well. And I wanted to give a quick shout out to a very lovely review that someone named Fulgit. Uh, hope I said that pronounced that correctly. Left. I just want to say thank you so much for the lovely review. That was so nice to read uh, this morning as I was editing uh, this podcast. Also, quick shout out to um, Folget who listened to Hellmouthy. Kelly and Ryan, my goodness, Kelly and Ryan are so amazing, so funny. I was so honored to be on their show, and I would love to collab with them again. So we'll put this out in the universe, you and me, Folget. I would love to do something with them again. Ugh, they were so awesome. Um, and I, of course, yeah, I. Would not be here without having been a part of the Hellmouthy experience. I mean, this uh, I learned uh, <laughs> probably some of my style comes from, you know, hanging out with them. So um, it's a delight. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the season one review. And the next week we'll continue on with season two. And uh, we'll go from there. Um, but I've already said too much. So let's, let's just dive into uh, the panel. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a. Hello, everybody. Uh, Chris watches Pretty Little Liars fans. Uh, I am here with previously on PLL experts, Caroline and Emily, to kind of talk about uh, the season one as a whole. Uh, say hello. Hello. Howdy. So, uh, yeah, so I kind of told you the two of you, I was thinking for this uh, little recap, we'll kind of go over first, maybe each liar in turn, talk about maybe where they started, where they ended up, how, how you feel about that, and then maybe talk about A in general, and then kind of open it up to uh, anything you want to add. So I think let's start with Aria. Aria just came back to Rosewood, right? The beginning of the very show, right? So she was gone in Iceland, right? Yeah. Is that where she was? Yeah. So they came back to Rosewood, uh, fell in love with a teacher. For basically the entire I didn't know season one. he was her teacher though. That's I true. That, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but that's pretty much her her romantic journey for the season, right? Kind of the will they, won't they kind of off on again, off again thing. They shouldn't. Yeah. But doesn't she also have like that, like she goes on like a double date and like kind of dates Noel, right? Yep. There is a brief, there's a brief like, oh, is Noel because uh, they were, I guess she was used to be into Noel during the alley days. So that was kind of a uh, mm-hmm. right, like a little Oh, is this the thing? And then turned out Noel is very scary. <laughs> very, very scary. Teeth, though. Very scary. Just trying to um I don't remember what happens in singing one, but this the singing happens between Noel and Aria, correct? That's the yes, song. I think the song between the storm they're all at the school. Yep. No. But yeah, I mean, romantically, it's basically fits with a with a touch of Noel there, like a, a flirtation with Noel. It's a light spoiler. Light spoiler, dealing in light spoiler. 
no, no. Is that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler? Okay. Cut that out. Here. Okay. <laughs> I swear okay, I okay. read about that. That's not season one. In case there's no. a jump cut there, that might be a spoiler. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just Noel and Fitz. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then her parents have a lot of change. And of course, Mike grows from a kind of supportive uh, younger brother who's kind of relying on Arya to being quite a grumpy butt by the end of the first season. Say the least. So, yeah, I mean, sh- does she feel like the most stable of the four liars, like at least emotionally and within her home life at the end of that first season? Or or how do y'all feel about Arya? So Arya is probably the most emotionally stable in terms of her home life, because she avoids her home life and just hangs out with Fitz. Everyone else seems far more engaged in terms of being at home. I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but overall, she's probably like, I guess, the most emotionally put together, the most emotionally uh, sure of herself. Yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think about the other three. And I guess she is, but I, I also think that her parents really encouraged her to be like independent and, you know, kind of do whatever she wanted to do. And I think it's you can probably attribute it to that. Whereas the others are kind of more trying to like make their parents proud or they're kind of afraid of their parents. So she's kind of more of like, I think the person she wants to be rather than who other people want her to be. And uh, sometimes she is the parent to her, to her parents, right? There's a little, there's occasionally where they're a little, you know, Byron and Ella are stupid and make poor life choices. And yes, sometimes Arya does have to be the voice of reason, which is crazy because she is not reasonable a lot of the time. It's true. She's not. And and then I was thinking also in terms of a and we'll, t- we'll talk about this with all, all four liars. She got a lot of the A stuff kind of early on in the first season when there was like, hey, I know about Fitz and the letters being sent. Right. But I think yeah. toward the end, she wasn't getting as much harassment. From what I recall, like there's still some fit stuff, right? But there wasn't a yeah. whole lot left. Yeah, I feel like she and Hannah get the brunt of it for a good bit, but then it does sort the of fit stuff and then her parents' stuff, right? Right. And I don't know this yet. The two of you, as experts, may recall. I'm assuming at some point. Well, this is just my assumption. I don't even call this a theory. But at some point, there something to do with her parents has to do with a. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, because because at the very very beginning of the season, we see um, the flashback with Allison. And Ario seeing her dad and the teacher have an affair. And that's like, it, it's a thing. And we hardly ever talk about that again. But I feel like that's somehow tied in this whole Allison A thing. I don't know how. I don't know. I mean, not to spoil anything because it's not. But um, you just got to remember, the parents of Rosewood don't seem to care about their children at all. Um, they are not the best parents. They are not invested in the well-being of their children, seemingly, other than Mama Marin. I do love her. She's great. So, yeah, they're kind of terrible, and the roles they play sometimes just come down to the fact that they're bad parents. Now, I have a question for for you guys. Mm -hmm. Do you think if Pretty Little Liars was made today that the parents would be portrayed in the same way? No. You don't think so, Emily? I think they would have to make some definite changes. I don't know. I mean, because you think about it, like like even Mama Marin with, detective wilden and like hannah like walking in who's like in a towel at the very least it wouldn't have been on abc family later freeform they at the very least would have to have changed some of it because like on like basic cable or network tv i don't think it would fly with some of the stuff 
Yeah, I think in terms of Arya's parents, at least in the, at least for them, to answer your question, kind of, Caroline, I think they're really, they're, their thing is kind of realistic. Of all the ridiculousness in the show, they, you know, he had an affair and she has an issue with that. And now, of course, it, they're, they're handling it poorly, as you said, Emily. But that's kind of, unfortunately, somehow how it works out where sometimes the kids are reacting in a bad way and sometimes one or two of them are acting a little immature about it or or mature. It, get, it gets really messy. So at least in terms of that, that, that feels the same. But yeah, I don't know if about the cop walking around without a shirt on <laughs> with the high school person in the house. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It would be like like at least a warning at the front being like, these are bad parents. Don't model yourselves after them. Right. Do not raise your children like this. Well, and also with, with Emily's parents, gosh, now I'm so like afraid that I'm going to say something that hasn't happened yet, That's but okay. I'm pretty sure we, we talked about it. Um, yeah. like when she comes out to them, her dad's totally fine with it, but her mom is not, which I don't know. I mean, I mean, Part of me is like, that's very realistic. Like, I feel like some parents are, you know, okay with it and some are in denial, but I don't know if they would show that so much. I do think they would actually have like a warning at the beginning to like, this does depict something that may be triggering or something to certain audiences. Um, and how like they have like the resources a lot of the time on those, like, like reach out to this X, Y, and Z to help with, uh, for help if you need anything. I think they would probably do something like that because it is realistic and it should be depicted in media, but it is rough for a lot of people. I don't think it would like pretty little liars kind of just like, here's an episode or two about it and let's just move on. Yeah. Instead of being like, this is a serious issue that's incredibly detrimental to Emily's psyche and how she feels about herself and how she puts herself out into the world. Instead, it's just like, oh, that mother is terrible. Let me tell you. That is a great segue uh, uh, podcast, Emily. Uh, to talk about Emily, because I had that same thought, too, because this is even at the end of the first season. We have that whole, you know, Emily, you know, getting more in touch with who she is and right and who, and who she loves. And then there's the issue with mom. And then she kind of forgives her. I don't know. if I guess I don't know. I guess you might forgive a parent, but I thought she let Pam off pretty, pretty nicely in the in in the aftermath of what occurred with her and Maya, you know, all, all that all that stuff. I stand by my stance that Pam is trash. Because <laughs> they hug near the end of that first season. Remember they had those like that swim meet and, uh, and Pam kind of stands up for her when Paige's dad flips out. And then, yeah. Emily's, and then Pam's like, oh, I see myself in Paige's dad and I don't want to be that person. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't know. I don't think I think there might have been might have been. Pretty she takes a baby step, but they treat it like, oh, well, nope, she's perfect now. It's fine now. What she did wasn't bad now. Yes. Yeah, I think it's though it's a big step that she's trying. You know, I think that's like the biggest thing you can do is like try to change what like your problematic thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think Emily appreciates that. So I think that's why she's maybe being a little bit more forgiving than like other people would. Cause it's also, it's her mom at the end of the day. So those relationships are always complicated. All right. Emily needs to love herself more. I know she's worth more than Pam Fields. <laughs> and, and how do you but, feel about Emily's romantic partners? We have, we start with Ben, who of course podcast stands. Ben, Ben's yes. Trash Ben sucks. <laughs> Terrible. I kind of liked Maya. But Maya, you know, unfortunately, her parents sent her away to that religious camp, right? Remember mm -hmm. correctly? And then yeah. we don't really see her again, at least season one. And then, of course, we have Paige, 
I hate Paige. Yeah, I I don't I see. Too. <laughs> I didn't know there was I such hate Paige's face. face. Like I just see her face, and I'm like, I know this is not a girl I'm gonna like. I want to throw a book at it. <laughs> yeah, Paige just seems to be high on people's hate list. I mean, I don't like Paige either, but people really don't like Paige. I mean, she tried to drown her. That's true. Yeah, and I think it's clear Paige doesn't even like herself. Yeah, I'm obviously Paige. I think at the time, talking about Emily and Paige, I think Emily saw herself and Paige a little bit where Paige was just on the journey that Emily's further along in. So I think that's where the empathy came from on Emily's side. Like, oh, she's got parents. Paige did absolutely nothing to warrant that empathy. That's true. Emily's just a really good person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Emily needs to love herself more and know she deserves more than Ben and Paige. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like either of them. Of all of them, Maya is easily my favorite. She just needs to work out some of her personal issues. Yeah. But like, don't we all? I didn't really see that. That's true. That's true. I kind of hope Maya comes back. I mean, obviously, I've just started season two. I don't know. It'd be nice to see her come back. Let's Maya talk- instead of Pam. <laughs> swap out Maya <laughs> for Pam, yeah. Or uh, just at least swap her out for Paige. Like, dang. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, problematic exes, uh, let's go to Hannah, who had Sh- Sean right at the start of the season. Yes, uh, moved and then moved to uh, Caleb, and that whole thing with Jenna, right? Having hired Caleb to spy on her, but then he fell in love. He fell in love and had emotions. Uh, and I think this is the I perfect she time. Still, like kicks him out, right? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> she was like, "Go away." <laughs> kicks him out. There's the whole Lucas thing, right? Where Lucas has a crush, and then that kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have Mona. Mona kind of floating in the background. Her, she, I think she's closest to Hannah, Mona, but Mona's kind of obviously floating around this, this group too. Yeah, Mona is Hannah's best friend when the group kind of disbands. So like while Arya's in Iceland, it's Mona and Hannah. And then I think Mona is still pretty close to her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remembering correctly? Mm-hmm. So... But I think she also feels some like jealousy towards her relationship with the other three. So we'll see what happens. I think when I first watched it, I thought Mona was in love with Hannah. I think the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, she is she that's why she's so angry that she has these other ladies in her life. And she, like she immediately takes them back. Watching it again, I think Mona's just like. As, as Caroline said, just very jealous. And she's like, well, I was there for you when they weren't, but like now you're just picking them up like they did nothing. Like, what the heck, guys? Yeah. I think she definitely like idolizes Hannah too, because Hannah's like the replacement for Allie, who was like the it girl prior to yeah. that. What I think Mona doesn't understand is sometimes people have shared history <laughs> and that makes their relationships, you know, come back stronger. And that's okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean she loves her any less. And it and it's very it's it's very peppered out throughout in different ways, but it's clear that Allie w- was really mean to Lucas, right? We'll be honest. There it doesn't forgive what Lucas was doing, but she was pretty mean to him. And Mona, Allie Mona was, was monstrous. Yeah, Allie was monstrous to people. Some t- so to to yes and what you're saying, Emily. Also, I think Mona. Much like Lucas, who Lucas kind of expresses it very, very upfront for us to see. I think Mona still has a little bit of like, Allie was mean to me. How dare who I still like Hannah and Hannah's my friend, but how dare Hannah associate herself with these Allie 
you know, yeah. wannabes who were who was mean to me too. And it probably just brings up all the memories of like this is the time when all that bad stuff was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Triggers a shame response. Well put. <laughs> I've never heard that for uh that term before. I really like that. It's good. It happens a lot to me, so <laughs> kidding. <laughs> So who so so before we move off of Hannah, Caleb, Caleb and Hannah. Clearly Sean is not right for her, right? Oh, he's At least I never trash. thought so. Yeah. He loves Jesus. He's right for Jesus. <laughs> sure. Yeah, isn't there a whole thing where like he won't like phone her? Yeah, yeah. he wants to save himself, yeah. Mm, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing. That's everyone's choice. Sure. It's just I don't know. It's gotta be like up front, which I think I guess he was, and she was trying to like change that, which it's not good on Hannah. We shouldn't want to change people. We should just accept them for who they are. Um, but she also, he was, wasn't he the guy that she really liked when Allie was around, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did he like Allie? Am I remembering that? Yep. Okay. It's very heavily hinted at that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see that. That would be hard. I don't know. I couldn't do it. But then Caleb, Caleb is so sweet he's like he's sweet he's cute he's thoughtful he's really tech savvy so he can like do things for people i don't know i really like him now i guess his whole like he was like spying on her for jenna right yeah like that's not cool but then he was i think upfront about it and he stopped doing it he did i know yeah he caught some feelings that's why he stopped yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't know we all make mistakes also he was this again, not excusing it, but he was new to, to Rosewood. He didn't know anyone. This was, you learn like he hasn't had the easiest life. And so yeah, it was a quick way to make a buck because he's had to fend for himself so much. So like, why wouldn't you try and pick up an opportunity when you're like, do I'm not invested into, in these people. Do they go into his backstory at all in the first season? A tiny bit. They say yeah. that, right? He's yeah. a, uh, a foster child, right? Like he okay. knows yeah, birth so parents, et cetera. Yeah. 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 Because that's also hard. Because also, wasn't he living in the school? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. Like, and then he talks what? about how his foster parents didn't even know, which again, you know, like that gives you at mm. least an, uh, an inkling into the fact like no one cares about him. He got, he got to take care of himself. Yep. I know. Taught himself to. Does he code or is he just tech savvy? He does everything. He does everything. Yeah. He's great. He you hacks know? phones. He makes them super powered. We don't know what that means, but he does it. <laughs> exactly see he can like yeah he can make a buck he can fend for himself you don't take care of him i love caleb i would have totally if he was at my high school oh my gosh i don't know what i would have done i would have had to be like kept at home i'd be like really annoying and like want him to fall in love with me and wouldn't leave him alone but like probably be like unintentionally mean because i think that that would like help would you in learn to school. code or hack for him? For common Probably. interest? Oh, for sure. I'd be like, can you teach me to code? Okay. How do I hack and change my, my grades? How do, make, how do <laughs> I make a super phone? <laughs> I know. I need a super phone. So, Caroline, since clearly you're a fan of Caleb, do you think it's unreasonable for Hannah to not, at least at the end of the first season, basically not forgiven him? Like she has a chance right at the end there. He's on his, for some reason, the bus is right there next to the big fair and all the other chaos going on. There's a bus there and he's getting on the bus, right? And, and Hannah has a chance. 
She can run up to him and forgive him and he would stay. But she says, no, I'm not going to forgive him. Do, do you think Hannah's being unreasonable or, or yeah, if you're putting, if you're in Hannah's shoes there. I don't think she's being unreasonable. I think what he did was very hurtful. She's also very young. So mm-hmm. she doesn't really understand. I feel like a lot of people in high school don't really understand that like everyone has their own like unique experiences and like the world revolves around each of us. And it's not like Caleb's world revolves around Hannah. So yeah, I probably would have had a hard time. I think he would have had to do something like bigger in order to like make it up to me, mm-hmm. you know, cause he's done this to me now <laughs> um, for me to forgive that, especially just because the history with Hannah and Jenna is so it's it just it goes back so far and it's just so like heated so much tension that I think that just kind of heightens everything so I probably wouldn't have run after him and I would have done it by like the moment too late where it's like it's just gonna you're like no no I have so many regrets <laughs> that too yeah that could happen too. <laughs> and Emily since you're our, our parent expert I particularly like Ashley, Hannah's mom, the best of all of them. How, oh, how hands down. There's okay. no competition. Okay. No, no. <laughs> no. I agree. She's the best. Mom and Mary's the best. Would, would divorce her. Like, I don't think you can do better. <laughs> it's Mama Marin, then Mr. Fields, who name escapes me in this moment. Mm-hmm. Then probably Ella, then Spencer's mom. Spencer's death hasn't really existed too much in the show. Then by, and then Pam. Pam at the very bottom. But what yeah. about Chad Lowe? That's Byron. Did you mentioned that's Byron. I, yeah. I mentioned Byron. I didn't hear you say Byron. I was he's, I was looking at of like facts that like you don't know about Pretty Little Liars, and they're like Chad Lowe dated Hillary Swank, and I'm like nobody cares. <laughs> they were married. They didn't date. They were married. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They may have been married. Yeah. I feel like he probably cheated on her. <laughs> well, he doesn't. Uh, you know, I should check that. I should check that. You should cut it's absolutely. Yeah, show. it's absolutely fact. We fact checked that. It's absolutely true. Um, speaking of uh, our last liar, we'll, we'll cover is Spencer, who I think had a very difficult first season, uh, you know, namely being suspected of murder of Allison. But among many other things, particularly, I think her, her message with her sister is just it just does not get any better throughout this entire season. If in fact, it probably gets worse. Uh, and then of course we have to talk about Ian. Now that we're on Spencer, uh, also in the mix. Uh, how do we feel Spencer? Spencer, I feel like started pretty like kind of grounded. And then we kind of just kind of spiraled out from, from there. Yeah. Spencer is spiraling. I will say that, but Spencer, like everything that happens to Spencer, I feel like she kind of does a lot of it to herself. Like with Ren, doesn't she kiss him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does. I mean, they he, kiss each other. Like yeah. it's bad on both of theirs, but like she I, makes yeah, poor life know. choices. She does. Yeah, I think there. I don't know if there's like an entitlement thing that's going on. If there's a sibling rivalry thing that it's self-sabotage? Could be that too. Yeah. She's so angry at her family so much of the time. And they're always like, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Do you think it's like, she's like, well, I can do all this messed up stuff. Like, let's see how far I can push this. Yeah. Cause her family is like, her mom's like a high powered lawyer. Is that right? Yep. So 
it's kind of like whatever trouble she gets herself in, she probably feels pretty confident that she's going to get out of it. Yeah. And then obviously Melissa was dating Ian when Ian made moves on Spencer. And then of course it happens again with Ren with Rien's when they're engaged to be married. And then Ren and Spencer not only have her, their smooch, but Melissa sees it. So it's just like, they just, it just constantly. It's uh, not cute. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she's got some daddy issues or something. I can't think of like what. She has a lot of why, issues. Yeah. Why else she would do that? Cause it, it feels like it's a, like an attention thing, like that she wants their attention and their affection. I, I also know, her, think like, dad worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, also her sister was always like number one at everything. Number one, she's perfect. She lives up to the the standard that the family has for her and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like, well, if Melissa's so perfect according to like what the Hastings want of her, like I'm going to take something away from her. I'm going to take something she has, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Because that is something that parents do a lot that they shouldn't do, which is like comparing their children, because everyone has a different experience and different like strengths and weaknesses. And- just because one kid can, you know, get straight A's in AP classes doesn't mean the other person, the other one can. It's unrealistic and unhealthy. Um, before we leave Spencer, I mean, we can't leave talking about her and the attempted murder of Ian upon her at the end of the season. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to. We don't even have to get into it here because it is just a wild season finale. But, you know, he has that whole thing where, you know, their car gets hit. Um, Melissa's in the hospital. Spencer confronts him. They have this whole struggle in the bell tower of doom and he goes down and he seemingly dies, but doesn't. But like, uh, I mean, how do you even recover from that? I mean, that's absolutely traumatic. The fiance of your sister, all this happens to her. Absolutely traumatic. Yeah, she goes through some shit. Yeah. (laughs) I I will say, I kind of miss the ball boy boyfriend. I liked him. Yeah, but he gave up so easily. Melissa just like said something, and that's when he was like, "Well, I'm out." Well, he got he, he well they got aid. They, he got that letter that was a fake letter about, "Oh, you really want to go to this school?" And he's like, "Well, if you want me to go, Spencer, I guess I'll go." And then I never saw him again. I guess that they yeah, I guess they broke he up. Was out. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But that romantic thing—the relationship I was thinking of—is <laughs> that is that the only person she dates this season? Oh no, Caroline! Don't forget about Toby. Okay, see, love, I, I didn't want to like jump the gun love again. Love <laughs> blooms. Oh no, that love is strong. I was gonna say we can't talk about the important relationship in Spencer's life and not talk about Toby. Toby. Which I have a little fun fact that I yes. wasn't gonna say if it hadn't happened yet. So Spencer and Toby are not together in the books. But I guess uh okay, I always get her pronounce her name wrong. Is it Troyan? Yeah. Belisario? Yeah. And Keegan Allen. I guess they have such good chemistry that that's why Spoby, which it might be the worst, <laughs> the worst couple name I've ever heard, um, became a thing. But do we like Tensor better? No, I don't like either. Let's just call them Spencer and Toby. <laughs> but Spoby sounds like Scoby, which makes me think of kombucha. This makes me think of scabies, which is very good. Which is bad. Yeah, no, it's gross. Can I make a controversial statement here on our on our recap of season one? Is it that you like okay. first Toby better? I just no, I just I just don't I don't feel the Spencer Toby connection. I like both of them separate. I just don't feel I feel like they have a lot of shared like 
issues going on right now, right? They're both accused of murdering Allie. That's one way to bond, right? Um, I'm just not feeling the chemistry. I thought she had a lot more spark with, uh, you know, the, the guy from the tennis club. I mean, I like them together. They're, it's 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 safe and it's secure. I'm just not. I don't know. Doesn't I just do think you might be a little too invested in this tennis club guy. He was I awesome. I liked him. They had that romantic thing he's in the gone, kitchen. And he's not coming back. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I he don't better, remember. He better come back. He better come back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe maybe it'll change. Maybe as the seasons go on and they get married. Uh, no, no, but I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll feel I'll change. I'll feel differently. <laughs> uh, I. So all I'll say is there's uh, when ABC Family used to air this show. I never watched it until one day my good friends were like, hey, let's watch this show that we watch. Emily, you can be there too. And they used to put hashtags up in the corner for to encourage you to watch it. And there was a Toby-centric hashtag that prompted me to go back to my home and watch the first three seasons and couple episodes within a week. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was a soft spot for Toby. It was the funniest thing, funniest hashtag that's ever existed. Made me laugh so much. Well, fun fact for our listeners, and we can cut this out if you, you two don't want me to include this, but I used to get photos from Caroline and Emily of Toby, and I had zero context of who he's he was. Like looking through a window. Yeah, he's looking through a window. I had no idea what was happening. I'm imagining this is about the time you were watching the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loved you, Chris. <laughs> and I love him too. Just not, maybe not with Spencer. I don't know. I don't know. Well, then, uh, I don't think you loved I guess him. You get upset when I well, the other, I guess the only other liar he's really kind of close with, it's that he goes to a dance with Emily, right? Yeah. Do you feel like there was more of a spark there or? He is... was into Emily. He asked her out. Yeah. And I, I don't think this is a spoiler for my audience, although I'll probably release this after I've already watched it. I actually really like the platonic friendship they've been building. Because once, yeah, you're right, Emily, it was kind of like, is it romance? And then when it was mm-hmm. not romance, um, they kind of come to each other when they need like friend support, yeah. Emily and Toby, he which I really like, like. He wasn't crummy about it when she was like, "I'm not into you." Exactly. He was he because they be, they were lab partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she started talking to him and like being like, "Oh, he's not kind of this monstrous human that everyone is making him out to be." She actually got to know Toby. Yeah. And his weird little face. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's one of the the characters I. I think I like like probably the most like not I wouldn't say like top tier but he's definitely he's up there he's not like a mama Marin but he's yeah (laughs) right exactly for like the non I guess would you consider him a main character I don't ever know or or do you just consider the four liars the main character okay so the the four liars are our primary characters and then we got our secondary characters which are like Allie Caleb Toby, and then we got our tertiary characters, which are like Pam. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So those are the four liars. I think we covered them. Is there anything you want, anyone you want to miss before we talk about a any any secondary secondary tertiary characters you feel we haven't talked about enough in our recap we, right now? We touched upon Detective Wilden, who's gross. Yeah. We yeah. touched upon Ian, who's yeah. gross. Yeah. Gross. And we talked about Mona, who seems misguided in life. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else? I mean, no, no, I am no, I don't know what's going on with Noel. I think he's involved with some shady stuff. 
but he too has anger towards Allie. I mean, he, I mean, yeah. Allie did break up the relationship. Now, no, she was but, horrible. Yeah. We are like, we, I think we've touched upon all of them in their relationship to the liars. Like Lucas, Lucas upsets me a lot of the time. Cause I'm like, I feel for you so much. I feel for you so much. Why are you doing this dumb and raging thing that makes me mad at you? Right. You are like a victim here. You are in the right for being angry. And now you're just doing something bad. Yeah, I agree. I guess we should we should mention Jenna really quickly. I don't like Jenna. <laughs> Again, not like too when Jenna gets hit in the face. <laughs> in the bathroom when she gets cracked in the face. <laughs> in case you didn't know, this was Hannah or whatever she says. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, <clears throat> unwarranted. I, again, the the reaction does not justify the behavior, whatever. She did get blown up by a firecracker of doom, thanks to Allie and the four liars. Mm-hmm. So I understand yeah. where and they it never comes apologize from. Apologize for it. No, at least no. as far as I see. It also might be karma for her assaulting her brother sexually. So I, blind Jenna can stay blind. I don't like how they <laughs> handle that whole storyline where it's like, well, she did horrible things to her stepbrother, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's. So I think that was karma coming for her. I don't care that they don't apologize to her. Maybe that sounds harsh, but she was terrible. And why is Garrett undercover with Jenna? That I mean, we see it, but there's not even. Ex- okay. Yeah, that's weird too. <laughs> right. I don't think we need to talk. About, I don't think we. I think we've said all we need to say. Um, <laughs> just to refresh the two of you, uh, I'll I'll, t- I'll first tell you some of my a theories that unfortunately have not survived the first season. Uh, first, I had the FBI was was uh, created this a persona to find out what happened to Allison. That's nah, not true. That is not. I kind of had to let that go. And my Jenna is Allison theory also, unfortunately, uh, would by the wayside this first season. I was really, really pulling for that one. But I still like my A is run by a whole group of people theory. And I wanted your thoughts coming at the end of the season because the show really wants us to think it's all Ian, right? It's Ian, Ian, Ian Ian's A, Ian's A. But I still think Mona somehow is involved. Uh, Noel's involved. I still think Lucas is involved. I think even Caleb might even be know it exists. So what do you all think about this? Knowing all the players and possible A's, what, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah. And then Allie's alive. I am sticking to as well uh, with very scant evidence. But yeah, just your thoughts on some of my existing A theories. Well, I guess another question about your A theories. So you, so you believe that Allison is alive. Do you believe that Allison is A? So here's my complicated theory at the end of season one. Think of it like a Facebook group, right? You can anonymously send messages. I've now started going, oh, Allison sent this a message. Noel sent this a message. Uh, Mona sent this a message. I don't think everyone else knows each other is a as well, if that makes sense. So like, say I'm so Mona. So it's just coincidence that all these people are a and they're all signing it a. Well, it's like a service. Yeah. So you could log on, Caroline, and send a message to oh, me gotcha, as A. Gotcha. Then Emily can sign on and send a message as A to you. But I, you too, wouldn't know that you, who you are as A. Yeah. We just know that we hate the same people. Well, that's, I guess, my other question, because it doesn't happen, I think, in the first season. Although it does happen briefly when um, there's that liposuction tweet that goes out that A or A sent like a message to a whole bunch of people. A does seem focused on the four of them, but it's not necessarily just the four of them. So I think it was inspired by Allison, but I don't think the four liars are the only people who could get an A message is what I'm saying. Interesting. Okay. 
So you think there's other people who just either don't take it as seriously or just haven't come forward yet? What do you mean? Like, uh, like other people who've gotten messages? Yeah. Well, I think whomever made it, which I don't know who made it yet, but let's say, let's say it's Noel Khan. Noel Khan doesn't know how to freaking do this stuff, but let's say he did. He set it up to harass the four liars. Mona finds out about it. She, you're right. I think she would take it a little less seriously, maybe to tease Hannah for some reason, but also to really be do mean stuff to the other ones. Lucas, I don't know why he would do it, but um, Allie might do it to kind of, because we do find this, this thumb drive, right, with the videos. I think she poked Emily enough to find that, to, to, to let that open, because as we know, she's in police protective custody and the uh, uh, witness uh, protection program. Uh, uh, so she Oh, do re- we know that? <laughs> so... So she can't say, Emily, I left the thing here. So she has to use the A thing, you know, because she thinks it's funny too, I'm sure. And Ian and Melissa know about it. So Melissa, as her way to get back at Spencer, does her thing. Ian does it because, as Chris thinks, Melissa accidentally was the one that hurt Allison. So Ian's using it to scare Spencer away and into silence, et cetera. So, but in theory, yeah, in theory, someone could A, Melissa. And Melissa wouldn't tell Spencer, I don't think. They don't have that kind of bond. Yeah, is that is that all sound ridiculous or what? <laughs> I like your idea of a group of group of A's strictly because I just can't fathom one person doing it. Mm-hmm. I can't fathom how it's humanly possible. And maybe they're an alien. Maybe they're a robot. I don't know, but it does not seem possible for one person to see all of these things to have this sort of it's like an omniscient, omnipresent something where they can know everything about every detail of the liars lives so i do like that theory because yeah how could one person know all of this stuff you'd have to be everywhere at once and that's not possible unless it was like the thing that the person was only doing like they didn't have a life outside of it or they had a super phone (laughs) i I didn't want to say it emily but i think either (laughs) caleb or lucas set it up no, know how it works. I hate to say it, but I don't know. Why would you hate to say it? It's your theory. We've got to know your theory. I don't want to upset Caroline because I think Kayla might know what's going on or at least know it exists. It's true. He seems to know more than you would expect him to know. Mm-hmm. But also it's like if he does know about it, does he know about it? And he's trying to like protect the girls because he's such a good guy. <laughs> um yeah i don't know okay uh find out right yeah the very very end of the first season you know i i well here's the two things one this is not a spoiler i know i'm not gonna figure out a or at least the show's not gonna tell me who he is until we're all done i'm just gonna say that however i think i can even do that then (laughs) (laughs) but i think i can get close i think i can get close but what confused me at the very end of the season, so we're like, okay, this is the big A confrontation, right? Ian confronts Spencer. They have their uh, fight. And, th- and then there's the person in the hoodie, okay? The person in the hoodie and the gloves that shoves Ian into the uh, bell tower of doom and then runs away. We see that person run away, and then Noel Khan joins the crowd, which we, we've already done this trick uh, mid-season when there was the party at Mona's. Uh, my other theory is that there are multiple people who are playing this little this little game of the hoodie and gloves person uh why i don't know but what do you think about that there's people run a lot of people in town running around with hoodies and gloves uh wh- what do we make of all that 
Why do you think people would come together to do that, though? Good question. Because there's, I still can't get over the dance when someone the 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 end thing is they go up to Ella and they get their their ticket back and they went to the dance with their freaking leather coat and their glove their gloves <laughs> and their hat. I'm like, um, it's cold. <laughs> you know, what? I maybe they wore the- their dress hoodie. Aren't they in Pennsylvania? <laughs> but I don't think that person is the same as hoodie person that that pushed Ian into the temple into the Tower of Doom. Oh my God. We are joined by another PLL expert. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, let me change my name. <laughs> I, no, this will be video. This will be video. <laughs> okay. Well, just for you guys, so you know how to how to address me. I like knowing your true identity. Yeah, we were just talking about my my last A theory about the multiple people running around in uh, gloves and hoodies. And I think people just, I think you're right, Carolyn, maybe just cold and everyone's trying to do shady stuff in, uh, in warm clothing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And much, and much like uh, on the show, we are now joined uh, by our, who, who wants to refer to as our AO3 expert, AO3 expert. Thank you for joining uh, this season one recap. Th- thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you joined at the right time. I think we've we've got the season in in the bag. Uh, so I'm kind of opening it up to the three of you. If there's anything you want to talk about AO3, I know you have a specific topic you'll be addressing. Uh, but Caroline and Emily, um, anything that you want to be sure as mentioned about the first season of Pre Low Lives? Um, I would just like to know how AO3 feels about Pam Fields. <laughs> well, okay. So in rewatching, because I I watched this when it aired, which is a long time ago. Now that I think about it. Like 2010, um, right? Yeah, I I didn't remember any of these people were in the show. Um, <laughs> it's been a, a long time trying to figure out who people were, and uh, like the moms, I don't remember which one, like who belongs to who, except Sam is Emily's mother. Yeah, and 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 you would think that I would remember that one, uh, seeing as like she's she's not she's like the only one who's not white. <laughs> 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 like the I think I remember who Arya's mom is. But yeah, the mom like and then I I I so I watched the first season and then I kind of watched random episodes here and there throughout while I was remembering things that had happened on the show. And then I rewatched the finale uh last night while my kid wasn't sleeping and um Oh, there's a lot of stuff that happened. <laughs> Remember, yeah. I won't say it here, but <laughs> oh, the fan- finale, finale, the finale, oh, okay. finale. Okay. Like I watched the season one finale, okay. and also was still confused for whatever reason. But then I watched the series finale, and I, I, that's where I got really confused about the moms because the moms were were talking, and I was I didn't know who they were. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I don't remember anybody on the show, <laughs> and then. I, I realized that the the pilot must have been filmed a lot. I don't know if you guys mentioned, like the pilot must have been filmed a lot long before like the rest of the series because they look completely different between episode one and two. Yeah. Um, I did notice that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot more soap opera-y than I remember too. That was a big thought that I had. I did not mm-hmm. remember that it was like a soap opera. It was just like the sound effects when something would be revealed. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of that symbol crash, crash. Yeah, yeah. I had that feeling a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Love it. Love it. So yeah, Caroline, Emily, uh, we'll get to you AO3. I know you have some research to, to, to share with us. Uh, yeah. Caroline, Emily, is there anything, uh, yeah. Else that you, you think we should mention before? Uh, yeah. I have some like interesting facts about that. That shouldn't be spoilers. (laughs) Sure. I'll let it out there. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm always like very interested with like, like what roles the actors went out for initially and then where they were, what they were cast. Interesting. So Brant Doherty, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He auditioned for the parts of Ezra and Toby before landing on Noel. So it's like, could you imagine Noel as Ezra or Toby? Huh. Very different. Yeah. Very different. Absolutely not. I couldn't. Yeah. I know. Like totally different vibe. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just, I would butcher her name. So the actress who plays Allison originally auditioned for the role of Hannah, which kind of, I can kind of see that. Mm-hmm. But also Peters, she's, Peters, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like Petersa or something. Petersa. I don't know. But also she was only 12 when she auditioned. Oh, wow. Whereas the other liars. So the oldest is um, Spencer. She was 23 and she's actually older than Ezra which I thought was interesting. And then Lucy Hale and Ashley Benson were 19 and Shay Mitchell was 21. And the other thing I thought was interesting in the article that I was reading as like fun facts you didn't know is that they said Shay Mitchell's real name isn't actually Shay. It's Shannon. And then in all caps, scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Shay Mitchell also initially read for the part of Spencer. Oh, okay. So. And then the only other big thing that I thought was super interesting was Ashley Tisdale was initially given the role of Hannah, but oh. she decided, I guess it was, she took another role in a show called, I think, Hellcats that I'd never heard of. And it was on the CW about cheerleading mm-hmm. with yeah, uh, also a- or Allie from Allie and AJ, one of them. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. So obviously it did great um but then the (laughs) and then the other thing that i thought was kind of interesting was that pretty little liars uses some of the same sets as gilmore girls so the apple rose grill was luke's diner and emily's porch was formerly the gilmore girls wow and they were shot on the warner brothers small town set so you'll see things like the white steeple church the gazebo in the town square and some repurposed houses as and storefronts Oh, okay. And actually, I have one more thing. I didn't know this. Maybe everybody knows this and I don't, but Allison's last name of De Laurentiis is an anagram of the phrase Liars United. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know. So I thought that was kind of, oh, okay. One more thing. <laughs> Lucy Hale improvised the, her putting her finger up to her mouth to say the shh. And it really bothers her that it's not perfect. It's off center. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently she's very upset about that. Uh, art bothers her so she's not upset uh, not a spoiler but later on they do redo the opening titles and i believe in some stupid thing she was like it was finally my time to write the wrong and so she did it correctly oh, that was you great know, i was gonna mention you i don't know why you reminded me of this caroline but i don't know if i ever told you all that when i worked at whole foods circa 2011-2012 i think two or three of the liars had come into my store at any given time i think i know for sure shay mitchell had come in a number of times you mean shannon 
Shannon. <laughs> Sorry. Scandalous. Real name. <laughs> and then I want to say Lucy Hale for sure. I'm not I'm not sure if it was Ashley Benson was the other one that I saw. And then I feel like I saw Lucy Hale at like a Starbucks nearby too. It was a pretty like popular area. Mm. But I remember I remember because I was watching the show and then I saw them and it was it just felt like I was in Rose Rosewood when it happened. Like it felt real. <laughs> I love it. So maybe AO3 is A is what we're saying. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. I was watching them at the store. <laughs> uh, uh, Emily, yeah. Did you want to share anything else before we turn over to AO3? Um, we don't have much of Allison's family right now. Just that they left and we've seen Jason. Original. Yes, original Jason. Jason won. And we saw mom very briefly in the pilot, but we don't they never come back. Yeah. Um but it's interesting to see how much the Dularentes like family still impacts the town and all that. Just it's like they they picked up and left and but they like they left stuff in Maya's house, I guess their former house. Like they just left it there. It was chill. Mm-hmm. So just interesting to see, to see the impact and like why Jason's so cagey when he's there? Jason won. Jason original, yeah. Yeah. Always be my Jason. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, which which Toby is your Toby? Because there are two Tobys technically. Are, are there two Tobys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Toby think, in the pilot is different, right? Yeah. Does he even say his name? Because I remember you, I think you one of you told me that, and I don't even know if I it, it hit me that that was t- the same Toby. I think sh- I think is he does he bring jenna into the he into does the he does and the original he... actor's name was james neat and then he was replaced with keegan allen in the actual series wow it was one okay. of my fun facts but <laughs> i had too many <laughs> that's interesting so we have okay okay interesting interesting great if there's nothing else ao3 uh you had a special project that you want to share with us <laughs> i don't even know how to introduce this so i'll let you take the floor here uh, so, uh, uh, AO3 obviously is something that I'm, uh, very interested in. Sure. I don't read a lot of these or any of these to be completely honest with you. It's mm-hmm. just, I really like searching and seeing what people come up with because it's intriguing, horrifying, uh, fascinating and, and, I don't know. I just really like it. It's a weird sect of humanity <laughs> when you get on there and I, I I, I have to preface this by saying that when I go on AO3, it's easy enough to just make a fan fiction about something and just be like, oh, these two characters hook up. That's that's easy. That's that's like juvenile. We, anyone can say that. Yeah. Could you explain <laughs> it uh, for the, those who may not know what, what would what would what is on AO3? Like what would someone be yeah, going in there to look for? Fan fiction is it's uh, I mean, basically and, and and it's it's not just like movies or shows or books um i mean i've seen mr clean from the commercials hook up with some characters um i think colonel sanders has shown up in a few politicians Mm -hmm. are really popular lately um just anybody anything uh, and most times they're just hooking up like that's it's a love story or it's just like pure smut um, but that's easy. Like that's too easy for me. So I really like it if there's some sort of like crossover 
mm-hmm. but it can't be too many projects because sometimes I've seen where it's like 60 different fandoms and they're I don't even know what, I, that's too overwhelming for me the first one I found and a really common thing was that for whatever reason Glee and Pretty Little Liars was commonly brought together I don't know much about Glee to have really cared <laughs> sure. but I thought that was interesting because for whatever reason those two were really common and then I only found one where Charmed was uh, it was like a Charmed Pretty Little Liars crossover and I would have thought because of the mom that that would have been uh, used a lot more because I definitely mm-hmm. would have if I was creative would have used that um, right. but I also I'm pretty sure I mentioned this previously did not find Shrek in any of these um so no shrek pll crossovers that's disappointing no, that's yeah. disappointing yeah and, yeah, and shrek is paired with everybody normally right <laughs> yeah i've seen multiple just for the audience i've seen several shrek and like obama or trump hookups like that's that's just common <laughs> like of course they would hook up first level kind of stuff right yeah, yeah, just, yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at this point it's kind of boring like the first one i saw i thought oh my god that's so weird but then after a while i was like of course <laughs> but i see him with everybody like if you go to shrek your computer's just gonna explode on an archive of your own and you're gonna be there for days looking sure. through the bizarre results but for whatever reason they don't hook up with any of the pretty little wires like i found yeah i think we can change that i was gonna say listening audience AO3 expert has kind of given you a, a challenge here. So, so I mean, I would love to read it. I would, I would read that one. I did not read any of the ones that I found, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did like open them and, and was intrigued by some of them. But sure. if you give me a Shrek one, I'll read it. Um, right. It's always bizarre. <laughs> I don't know why Shrek has become such a sex icon on this website, but he really is. You just use the word Shrek and sex icon in the same sentence. Yes, and I'll do it again. <laughs> Please don't. Um, I did find Buffy, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Pretty Little Liars together. Okay, which I was that one I liked. I thought that was kind of an easy mix. Okay, um, and what was the other one that I was going to bring up when it came to crossovers? The charms vampire diaries came up a little bit which makes sense i kind yeah. of expected as well mm-hmm. and then um I, I think i also brought it up before that there was i can't read it i think caroline you said it was french but there was a crossover between pretty little liars and the love hypothesis which in itself is a book based off of raylo fan fiction I have no idea what happens in this fan fiction, um, but that's wow. like fan fictionception, and I, I'm I wish I knew any French because I am intrigued to know how uh, how that would have worked out. Sure. How Kylo Ren and Ray, but in an alternate reality, <laughs> would have worked with the Pretty Little Liars. Um, also, Spider Man uh, and and Arya. I think that one was a, a really. Yeah, yeah, huh. and, it, and it was kind of like a cute, like Peter Parker, like high school kind of thing. One thing I did notice was a, a trend is that Allie hooks up with almost everybody in on uh, on Ao3. Oh. I don't know why. Hmm. But she's shipped that with checks everybody. out though. I feel like yeah, she's she's very popular. Okay. Um, and also for whatever reason, I don't know. This one intrigued me. Ezra and Noel. Um, I can see that. 
Yeah, I, I can see I, that. Sure. <laughs> and when you 100%. brought up that he had a, the auditioning thing, yeah. immediately it was like, oh, well, they're obsessed with him on or them together online. Because um, I found that a lot. I, almost more so than I would say Ezra and Arya was Ezra and Noel. That I okay. Was that was way more popular. And I should also say that I just searched basic terms and then went by like most hits or something sure. just to see what people really liked. And it's Noel and Ezra. Like, or Ezra, sorry. Ezra. Would you say that's number one in your pairings? What would no. you say number one would be pairings? Um, I would say probably Allison and Emily. Okay. Uh, which was like, you know, that's, I, uh, but I think also Allison was with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. probably just Allison and anybody okay. was, was most popular. Um, and then Aria and I think, What's Allie's sister? Allie's brother's name? Oh, Jason. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. two very often. So wait, so incest? Did uh, you say Allison and Jason, or did I miss? Oh, oh Aria, right? Uh, Aria. Okay, sorry. Well, That's a whole other side of the Pretty Little Liars <laughs> and Pitchens is the incest. Sure, I would um, imagine. Yeah. Uh, is I don't know. Is that between the girls? I imagine there is, but I need confirmation. Do they have like relationships of the girls getting together? Yes, yes. Almost all of them at any given point uh, get together. Right. Um, they may get together with their their the other girls' moms. That happens. Uh, the moms are very popular as well. Um, and then I, I don't really know why this was a thing, but I found more than I would have expected instances where Spencer and um, her sister were paired together. Okay. There's a lot of tension there. Yeah. I guess it's the Noel Ezra thing, right? It's the same. <laughs> I guess that was like a really, a really common one. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. My personal favorite, and, and I was tempted to read it just to see how this would have worked out, but it does say uh, it, it was unfinished and it's been like six years and I don't want to be disappointed. Um, it was a fan fiction where... Uh, it's got Harry Potter, Pretty Little Liars, Glee, Teen Wolf, and um, I said I said yeah I said Vampire Diaries. Uh, and this Harry Potter is actually the son of Damon Salvatore from the Vampire Diaries. Okay, and that's all that you really get as a description. <laughs> I mean, what else do you need? You're I'm already in. I'm already in. Um, I think it's um, it it said powerful harry very powerful possible multiple personalities cross-dressing harry sings and future mpreg which i found out is male pregnancy i think i didn't know i don't know enough about the internet to know what that meant found out so yeah i was intrigued by this one because there's a lot going on but such a simple description is that Harry Potter is Damon Salvatore's child. And that's hmm. it. So that's all you have to go off of. But it's not finished. So like, what if it's really good? And then I'll never know how it ends. Um, which one was the most distressing for you to find? Let me see if I, I saved it. I might not have because was it this one? No. Why? I don't remember why I saved this one, but it's Pretty Little Liars. And is it Naruto? Is that how you pronounce it? The animated that? show? The anime from like the <laughs> 90s? <laughs> I don't know. Naruto? Yeah, Naruto. Yes, there yeah, there we go. There we go. I don't know how to pronounce things clearly. So I, I didn't I didn't save it 
but it was it, it had to do with like I think it was like the moms all hooking up but then it also said like I'm I think Hannah and her mom had ho- had hooked up and then Arya's mom paired with like half of the school which was like not the teachers the students so I didn't save that one because I didn't want you guys to think that that was something that I was intrigued by. I was more disturbed by it. <laughs> hey, AO3 expert, we are not judging anyone's, anyone's, uh, you know, not, not yucking anyone's yum here. You know? yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. there was like another one. I mean, I, I don't want to like kink shame. Sure. Um, I don't understand some things, but it's not my thing. It's not someone else's. There was like one where uh, all the liars were like in diapers and that was just like the story was they were in diapers. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what it means. And I don't, I, you know what? It's your thing. Didn't save that one. <laughs> that makes me feel icky. <laughs> and they weren't babies. Like it wasn't like alternate reality, pretty so, little liar babies. They were in, they were in high school. Have um, they like just had kids or something? Nope. Nope. Not even that as an excuse. Not okay. um, any kind of like bowel issues. Just wearing um, them. Just wanted to wear, <laughs> wear diapers um but yeah people I mean, do that sometimes yeah yeah i mean i had to wear one because i had a kid but that was like not by choice mm-hmm. i had a former um, roommate who i had bought a bunch of depends for a show and she decided that she wanted to know what they were like so she put them on and used them and she used all of them wow. <laughs> like not just one well they didn't go to waste yeah. It's true, but then when I we brought that sketch back, I had to buy an entire new pack. Of <laughs> Did you give her the rest of them? I should have. They were also size large. So like she said they got very heavy. So fun fact. Another so fun fact. They they were used or they were just worn. Oh no, she used them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, if you guys want, I can find that one. Uh, it was surprisingly high up in my search. Results. I think I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our <laughs> listeners can can do their own research. So I have I have two more questions for you, Ao3, and please and please add anything else I might have missed too. Do you notice any recent uh, PLL fiction, or did the or did the fiction die when the show went off the air? Like, I'm curious as to authorship time booms. You know, periods uh, of creativity. I would have I I would say the peak was like 2016 was when I saw most of them. I was surprised. I did see one that was most recently updated in like 2021 or 2022. Hmm. Um, And then that one with the the Raylo fan fiction, because that book came out last summer, I think that was, uh, that was like 2022. That one went up, but yeah, I think like 2016 was the median time. So yeah, I keep saying, I don't want to get wrapped up in these stories. And then, they haven't been updated. Right. No, I hear you. Yeah. Cause then I'm going to be writing my endings and I'm writing pretty little fan, pretty little life fan fiction on someone else's fan fiction. And I, it's, it's dangerous. Uh, my other question is because, you know, I, I try to shield my listeners who are also watching the show for the first time from spoilers. If say a curious listener just for their own education wants to tour AO3, might they run into spoilers? Is there like, Hey, I'm A, by the way, and I uh, I'm hooking up with Harry Potter. Like, could they run into that? <laughs> um, I didn't see that specific spoiler, which 
to be fair, I had forgotten until I recently watched the series finale um, who like certain people were. I mean, um, but I didn't see that in the fan fiction. I did see, for whatever reason, there's like an episode in season five that's referenced throughout fan fictions. Like I would say like warning, spoiler for episode five, something or season five, episode, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what that was. And I wasn't, I did not think to actually watch what it was, but it's referenced several times. Okay. Um, but I would think for whatever reason, whatever that episode is in season five, that's the one that is spoiled throughout uh, AO3. I don't know why. <laughs> but they <laughs> really do give warnings. Yeah, I really should have figured out what it was. So I understood, but I did not look it up. <laughs> so it may not be safe for work, but it's safe from spoilers is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, cool. they're, um, just, they're really just busy with like hooking up all the girls together. That's really all. Um, AO3 expert, do you think anyone might be inspired to write some Chris Watch's Pretty Little Liars? Or Emily? Watch- <laughs> Emily? <laughs> do not. <laughs> Chris hooks up with all the girls. <laughs> it's me and Ezra having a conversation in the classroom. You, Ezra, and Noel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, guys, stop it. Well, this is actually where I was going to <laughs> announce that I am getting into the fan fiction uh, okay. writing industry. And, and yeah, I guess that's where I'm going to have to start. Fantastic. I've been inspired. Fantastic. I mean, I this is this is what we had you out here for your expert please don't subject yourself to any more but i mean if you get any more insights uh over the coming weeks and months well please i would love to check in with you as you continue your exploration of, of course. Your i mean i only got through maybe 200 of my search um but there's like like 2000 i would say wow on there um i, I could I'm, i can look more <laughs> And I will find the Shrek one. There has to be. It's a it's a rule. He hooks up with everybody. I've never used AO3, but can you like do a, what is that called? Like a Boolean search where you put like Pretty Little Liars, Shrek, and then like it'll bring up if they've been tagged together. I probably. I'm really not very proficient in doing that. Like I thought of that, but but I I, I didn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> Can we have a listener who listens to this who is going to make for you, AO3 expert, the Shrek uh, PLL uh, uh, fiction, some sort of message to us? Like if we see it, like, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, uh, Jenna is Allison, like something in there that we know they were inspired by this podcast to create that for you. Is there does anyone have any ideas of what they could like put in their little secret message for us? What that might that be? Um... Uh, you know, like Ben sucks, you know, or uh, I don't know. Um, down with Pam. Yeah, I was going to say something with Pam. There we go. Pam's the worst. Do, do I need to know exactly? Because I missed that part. of. No, no, Pam no. Pam Fields is Emily Fields' mother, if you remember, uh-huh. who, when Emily's like, I like girls, is like, I hate you. You're the worst child ever. Oh, okay. Because I don't remember that part. I just mm-hmm. remember ruining our family. You're ruining our family. Everything about you is awful. Have you decided not to be gay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course clearly yep. <laughs> so that's that's it yeah and not not that we're asking you AO3 to go down this rabbit hole but if someone does create a Sheck PLL uh, crossover inspired by our chat here today throw in a down with Pam in there in your line of dialogue and we'll know that uh that that uh, you're inspired by our chat here today I can only dream like I <laughs> I'm, I'm desperate for it <laughs> 
it's not because I like it. It's just so funny and weird. <laughs> and why Shrek of all people? But he's uh, very popular. Don't I mean I? I may just send you all some uh, some good Shrek ones <laughs> if, if you're interested. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk offline. Um, yeah. I was so gonna before- say, whether we're interested or not, I feel like you'll send them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so before we officially wrap up, is there anything else I any of you want to talk about? It could be about anything we talked about. Nothing. Something we have not talked about. Anything at all before uh, before we before we wrap it up. Is there anything you're hoping to see in the upcoming seasons, like a story arc or something you like are looking forward to, other than like, oh, we figure out who A is. Two things. I want to figure out what's really going going on with Ian and Melissa because what's happening that we're seeing, I don't think is what's really going on. And I want at least a little, I know I'm not going to find out who A is, but at least I'd like to figure out a little bit of the apparatus. Like how, how does A do what they do? That would be a, that'd be a nice thing for season two. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, uh, Caroline, Emily, AO3 expert. Such a joy to have you here for this panel. I would love to have you back for the end of season two, if you're willing, uh, just putting that out there. Uh, that won't be for a while because there's 22 episodes, but uh, yeah. Any, yeah. Anything else? Anything to plug? Anything else you want to say? I wish I had something cool to plug, you know? <laughs> I know. You can hear him. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, all I was going to say is uh, apparently Lucy Hale wanted to be Hannah too. So I forgot to mention that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did anyone bring up the fact that uh, Lucy Hale lost the pants for the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants in her past It's life? true! Yeah. Yeah. I can never forgive her for that. <laughs> it's true. They had to go on adventures in Greece to try and find them. Oh, I, I have one, one other fun fact. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Please. It was Ashley Benson who suggested the opening theme song of Secret by the Piercers. Oh, nice. So I thought that was fun. It wasn't just like someone came up with it. She actually heard it and was like, I think this would be great. And Caroline, I could edit this out, but I've always wanted to be sure I gave credit. Caroline is the creator of the logo that you see in your your podcast catcher of choice. (laughs) I wanted to thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Cool. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Uh, Well, stay tuned, everybody. More season two coming. Uh, Thank you again, my experts. And uh, we've said enough for now. Thanks. Thanks.